What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. Fat loss, getting toned, or simply getting in the best shape of your life doesn't have to be reduced to endless cardio and restricted diets. Because let's be fucking real, who wants to do that? It's my goal with the show to give you practical insights, strategies, and the power to achieve all of your fat loss goals. I want to live every day like it's my last night. Oh, no. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I thought of a new one. Welcome back to the greatest podcast that is currently in your ear holes. Assuming I'm right here, and I'm like right 32% of the time. Assuming I'm right here, you're listening to this through headphones right now, or at least I am. And if that's the case, then I'm assuming that this is the best thing that's blessed your ear holes today. So from now on, I'm going to enjoy the podcast like that. The greatest podcast in your ear holes today, because this one's actually factual, I hope. Okay, so anyway, anyway, enough of my rambling. Not enough, actually, of my rambling. I actually have one more thing. I have a life hack I need to share with the world in some capacity. I haven't decided, I didn't decide until this moment how I wanted to share this with the world, but like everybody needs to do this more. If you're anything, okay, let me take a step back. If you're anything like me and you get chapped lips over the during the wintertime, maybe you get in the summer too. My lips are always fucking chapped. But there's a problem with that. I always lose my chapstick. So if you're anything like me and this combination occurs, I got a hack for you, right? Take about like 15, 20 bucks or you know, whatever it might be in your in your area of the country or world. Go to the closest convenience store, pharmacy, superstore, whatever, and buy as much chapstick as you fucking can. You know, make it the kind you like, right? And then put it in every spot you spend the most time. So I have like five sticks of chapstick right now. One's in my office. One's always on my pocket until I lose it. Um, One's next to my bed. One's in my car. One's in my gym bag. That way I always have chapstick. There's no more excuses. I'm not fucking around in 2022. Chapstick's going to be everywhere. That way my lips won't be chapped anymore. Okay, so now that I got that life hack out there, I just need someone. I just needed someone to hear that. I got something different for you guys today. I actually have another guest on the show. I have had, had in like the last year, I've had five. And they were extremely spaced out. Maybe not. No, I had two returning guests. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's been a hot minute since I've had a guest on. And today, I connected with, well, not today, but over the course of the last few months, a fellow fitness coach and myself connected at the gym I go to. He trains his clients there. And uh, we bonded over barefoot training one day and... You guys, I think, know how I feel about barefoot training at this point. So we bonded over that for a moment, and we began talking about other things. We shared some books that we both read to kind of move forward in our careers, learn more, educate ourselves, and get better and all these things. So we decided to train together, and I was like, yo, you want to do a podcast together? Because I've always wanted to bring more people on, share different experiences, uh, different perspectives, different like ideas when it comes to health and fitness with you guys so that... It's not just me you hear, and hopefully, man, if I just bring one other person on and inspires one other person, like that's all I care about. So today, I sat down with uh, Roger from Enhanced Health and Fitness, and we discussed how he trains his clients. Um, he honestly breaks down how he programs for his clients too. Like he has a, these basic principles that if you guys like took it, like wrote it all down and then applied it, like discovered the what works for you within his principles, you could absolutely design your own uh, pro- like fitness program without 
a coach or anything like that. You know, if you really decided that you wanted to go deeper into this stuff and like his basic principles from nutrition, again, if you applied that, you could probably see really good progress without asking for any help from anybody. If you just did a little bit of research and took the basic principles he talks about, it's actually really solid information, really solid advice. So without any further ado, I'm going to stop rambling now. You guys can learn a little bit more about Roger at Enhanced Health and Fitness, and he's going to help enhance your fucking life. Okay, I'm done. All right, bye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the My Muscle Experience. Today, I am joined by Roger Williams. We connected because, well, he trains his clients out of the gym I work out at. Uh, we bonded over some barefoot training, um, different training concepts, mobility stuff, all kinds of different things. And I figured it'd be a cool person to have on, pick his brain a bit, see if he has any tools and strategies, insights to help us burn fat and get in the best shape of our life. So Roger, without any further ado, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about it, about yourself. What's up guys and gals and whoever else is listening. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man, I've been doing this training thing for probably a little over 10 years. Um, started in obviously big box commercial gyms, Giant Fitness, Planet Fitness, LA Fitness, pretty much anywhere with the fitness I was worked at. Anywhere um, you get your hands in? Yeah, basically. Um, and then just recently I decided, I was like, can you curse on here? Oh, absolutely, bro. Oh, all right, cool. Every other word from me um, is fuck. <laughs> yeah, so kind of decided, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to try it on my own. Got this, like, dope business mentor. He's been, like, helping me out, like, a group of people helping me out with a bunch of things. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Business, enhanced health and fitness, you know. We try to enhance people's life quality. Right on. So yeah, see, right, because your, your business name is what again? Enhanced health and fitness. Okay. Do you have, is, what's like your mission behind it? Like the mission, do you have like a mission uh, statement? So essentially the whole vision is going to be, I'm going to have my own gym with a PT, so physical therapy plus chiropractor all in-house. Okay. So nobody's going to have to go anywhere else for right health Dude, and fitness. That's awesome. Uh, I'll probably have like, actually one of my clients recommended like a massage therapist earlier to have right it too. Like hands-on massage therapy? Yeah. Okay. Probably do something with... Uh, Maybe like a nutritionist or something like that too, um, but so yeah. someone can come in like if they have aches and pains, go to the physical therapist or a chiro, right? Work with you for strength training, nutritionist, yes. so they can just do it all in one place. So every yeah, my so my gym is going to be like the whole full circle, which is why I named it Enhanced Health and Fitness because I'm trying to enhance the whole life quality. So whether that's PT, chiropractor, fucking strength, resistance, like whatever it is, the whole shebang is going to be in my gym. Right on, man. That's really cool. So now, how did you get to that place that you wanted to enhance people's health and fitness? Did like you have experiences in your own health and fitness journey? Did you like deal with like personally? I had a lot of joint pain, which is why I got into as we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. biomechanics a lot. Did you have any experiences like that or anything? Uh, no, not necessarily. I just saw the way that other people did it didn't want to be the same as everybody else from like a training standpoint. Okay. So I kind of just wanted to be different and I feel like the systems that I have are obviously from other people. Like I didn't create anything new. It's just kind of like taking what other people did and kind of just making it my own. But from a position of making people feel comfortable because a lot of people when they go to like big box gyms or like an Orange Theory or like a Fit Body Boot Camp, places like that, like some people may feel overwhelmed because of all the people they feel overwhelmed because of the programming. They think that they can't do something. So it's kind of just like, I'm trying to show people that even if they start at the bottom of the mountain, like you could always climb to the top. Absolutely. That's, that's a, I, I love that, man, because there is, a, there is a lot in the fitness industry and a lot that I feel like if you're an outsider looking in and you want to get into it, it can be overwhelming. So in your experience so far, working with people who maybe start more at the bottom of the, the fitness pyramid if you will what has it what has it looked like that people seem to become overwhelmed with is it the training nutrition all of it um most of the time it's just i feel like people think that they can't do something 
So like they see like all the Instagram models and Facebook models and they're like, I want to do that. But at the same time, like they're scared to just start because that level is so intense and like 90% of people don't need to be doing that. Right. Like at least in my opinion, um, like, but they're just scared to like start because they think that they can't do that level of stuff where it's maybe like too overwhelming. The weights are too overwhelming. They don't even know where to begin with everything. Okay. So that's kind of where like I wanted to come in where it's like, even if we just do body weight stuff, like you're still doing something. You still are comfortable at something. So like, yeah, we push people, but I'm not going to push people to the point of like stupidity. Right. You don't want to break them down. You yeah, wanna, you, you're exactly. trying to build them up, right? Exactly. So if, um, if, People, when people become over, like, where do you start with them so that they don't get overwhelmed? Like, what's your uh, system that you apply to new people so that they don't become overwhelmed? They can just get in here and start getting into a rhythm. Uh, so basically, just my assessment, really. So we just check like a full body assessment. Can you touch your toes? Can you get your hands overhead? It's all right here. Can you do a squat properly? A hinge, which is just you know deadlift, um, a pull pattern. So typically, I do like either a chin up or a TRX, and then like a push up from either assisted or on the floor, uh, split squat, and then a plank. So I kind of just see where everybody is with that stuff, and then based off of that is where like their program goes. So if they need to work on their squat, then based off of their goals, we kind of program that in, um, kind of with what their goals are, essentially. Okay, so what are you looking at for, for when you dis- decide on which squat variation a person's gonna do? Uh, just the, the mechanics of like their body weight squat. So like. 99% of the time, I'm never going to put somebody like on a barbell back squat. Okay. Um, depending on, like, I have a few athletes that, like, some do it, but not, like, a lot of them. Um, so goal, goals play a role in this, too. Yes. Goals and the person's body mechanics and stuff. Right. Okay. So 99% of the time, I'm either going to, um, like, front squat with a barbell, goblet squat, uh, or, like, a double dumbbell front squat, um, like, front rack position, okay. essentially. Um, but I never really like spinal load from a squat standpoint. Um, yeah, I just don't see like a lot of people don't really need it. Like there's really, there's, how can I say this? So there's different ways to skin a cat, I guess is the way to say that. Right. So like just because somebody's doing like a barbell back squat doesn't mean you have to do it. There's different ways to work the muscle. Is the I guess what I'm trying to say. Okay, I, I mean like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So you're you're looking at the overall pattern. It's yes. not necessarily like you have to back squat, but right. let's just do a squat. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. I, I I look at it the same exact way because it's like movement patterns are what matters, not yes. the way we do them. Right. Right. And it's also like a lot of people or a lot of things that I've learned in the past was not to train like a particular muscle group, but a movement. So like in my assessment, we train. The movement pattern so then we train the movement patterns during like in the program essentially like so it, i mean people can't see but if you look yeah, walk, the, walk us through it talk, talk yeah, about like so what like, you do with your programming so like on the the way that program is obviously from the book uh secrets of successful program design by alan cosgrove if you haven't read it go read it if you want to learn any how to coaches write. and trainers out there can you say that again because i want to take yeah, a mental yeah. note so, of this and we're, we're actually filming this too. Sorry to cut you off. We're actually filming this for YouTube. So actually, hey. you want to you hold up? Oh, yeah. Really so Secrets of Successful Program Design by Alan Cosgrove um, and Craig Rasmus. Craig Craig Rasmussen. But, um, sorry, guy. Yeah, Get sorry, guy. Name. Sorry, guy. But um, <laughs> no, my buddy uh, John Orega, he owns Fourth Quarter Fit Out in uh, Long Beach. Okay. Um, recommended this book to me. Um, and basically, it's like a full body workout. So 
typically most trainees will come two to three days a week um, and to get the most bang for your buck full body workouts kind of where it is yeah for two days two to three days a week okay Um, unless you're coming like four five six days a week you really don't need to split up the body parts Um, but in those two to three days we hit every movement pattern like two or three times so essentially you're getting more volume which is most of the time like pretty good yeah Um, obviously depends on the person and everything of course but like to start so we always start with core so we just kind of like get your core set up um, ready Make sure you know, the mechanics are there and stuff yeah, like that. They're actually bracing it. Yeah. Okay. So bracing um, and like who doesn't want to work on their abs? Yeah, for real. So like, right. We kind of just put that first to obviously set up the entire session, but to a lot of people won't want to do it at the end of their session. Okay. So kind of like quote unquote get it out of the way, but it's like super important for like if we're squatting or hinging or like anything it's, really. It's it active just, in every move, right? Yeah. Kinda, so it kind of sets you up. And then we kind of do like a, um, like a power development uh, like sequence. So like ball slams, jumps, hops, throws. So moving explosively? Yeah. Okay, cool, um, I like that. Most of the time it's like a ball slam of some sort. So like straight down ball slam, rotational ball slam, chest pass into the floor, um, depending on obviously the day. And then we kind of go into like our, we'll say A block. So a squat pattern, bilateral squat pattern, so both feet, um, and then a bilateral pull pattern. So anything horizontal or vertical, then we go to a hinge, unilateral, so single leg, hinge pattern. Some single leg RDLs, something like single that. Single leg RDL, single leg uh, hinge, or bridge, I should say. Single okay. leg ham curl. Um, just something unilateral from like a, like a hamstring standpoint. From the backside, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then a unilateral push, so horizontal push. Vertical. Very rarely do we do a vertical push. Most of the time, if it's like in that way, we do like a 45 degree push. So maybe like a landmine press, okay, um, or something like that. Something that's not gonna like, I guess, potentially put the shoulders in like a vulnerable position or something. Yeah. So kind of staying away from like overhead flexion for okay. the most part, because in my experience, at least, a lot of people can't really get into overhead position safely. So there's no point to like. That's load the it. key, right? Doing yeah. it in a safe position, because um, you can. I mean, I think people get. So, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, get no, lost in this. Uh, the realm of we have to do these exercises when in reality you can hit the shoulders without doing an overhead press and to your point putting the shoulders in a compromised spot right yeah much safer position and then we kind of just do accessories so like whatever the person wants to do whether it's arms or more butt like 95% of women want to work on their butt so right kind of throwing some more butt work some arms just whatever accessory movements and then we kind of do conditioning so right now our phase is just aerobic conditioning so cardiac output methods, just keeping your heart rate between 130 and 150 for 30 to 90 minutes. Right now, everybody's on 30 minutes. Okay. Um, so that's just the phase that we're in. And then we have a B day, which is kind of like everything flipped. So we have an A day and a B day. And this is like a lot of information. So I don't know if you want me to go into the B day. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. We start the same way. Like so give somebody ideas, you know? Yeah. So we do... Uh, so for the A day and B day, we start with two things of core, usually like a static and then a dynamic, so either like a plank or payoff press or something that like gets you in like anti-rotation. So it's not just like, um, you know, spinal bracing and stuff like that. You also like to work rotation, anti-rotation yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, so typically it's like, so for example, we'll say like a, right now a lot of people are doing like a cable crunch with like a payoff um, press or like a cable crunch with like a plank or a crawl hold. Um, so kind of just like give you the best of everything. Um, and then some days we'll do like a rotation day. So pale off and maybe like a side crawl. And then the next sequence is obviously like the ball signs and stuff. So for example, if we do a B day, it'll be like 
um, payoff hold, or sorry, payoff press, side side crawl, which would be our core stuff. Then we go into like rotational slam, and then like a side lateral hop, or a side lateral jump, or a single leg hop. Something that's like moving the body from like a lateral position. Okay, you actually might explain that a little bit more. Um, yeah. I just I feel like that's something that's just so lost in, in training today is people just work up and down, right? You yeah, see a yeah. lot of like sagittal plane movements, just up mm-hmm. and down squats, curls, benches, and stuff like that. Um, and, I, and I've seen you work with some of your clients in here, and I really appreciate the fact that you do work rotation, you do mm-hmm. work the payoff press. So what are some of the benefits from working more rotation, anti-rotation? So like, this is probably the best example I can give. So have you ever been in the shower and you do like a slow turn to either your left or your right and then you get a kink in your neck? Yes, like, I absolutely Yeah, have. or like a kink in like your lower back or something. Yeah. So working those muscles, maybe like serratus, your obliques, um, and just getting your spine moving in that direction, kind of like laterally, um, it's just less room for injury. And like you're prepared for it. So like if you're grabbing something from like a top shelf. You're reaching like you're, across the body. Yeah, you're reaching across or like, you gotta think life is in all planes. It's not just like front and back. Yes, so like, exactly. You wanna train like all aspects. And that's kind of like our philosophy anyway. Like we're trying to create a well-rounded human being from mm. like from the whole perspective of just enhancing life quality. So Enhanced, that yeah. is, it makes so, sense. Enhancing life quality doesn't just mean like walking forward and back. It means like carrying your kids maybe up the steps or like groceries, like, and that's pulling pulling you to maybe one side or a different side. So you want to make sure like all aspects of like your core are there. So it kind of like helps if you have lower back pain. It helps you move twisting or whatever the case may be. Right. We're just kind of working like that whole like, what's the word, facet, I guess, of like your whole core. Okay. Instead of just like, not yet not just one plane motion you're now able to move around a bit more do more functional related things right i mean people i because you said it earlier but i I definitely agree i think people tend to veer away from that word like functional training and stuff but like i mean realistically humans have the ability to move all over the place so why not train in that way it makes a lot makes a lot of sense i can appreciate that so um now one of the things i was curious about is what (laughs) <laughs> what what are some of the benefits from the the ball slams that you found with your clients? Just uh, what power, it, yeah. Power, strength. So I'll give you an example. So I have, um, so I train a wide variety of people. I have people that are like our age, and they're like early twenties to all the way up to like seventy. Oh, nice. So like that, I love seeing older people get in shape, dude. It's so cool. Sorry, to interrupt you. No, no, no. That's that's dope. So I have uh, this one older guy, seventy years old. He's actually like my parents' neighbor, so I've known him since I lived here. Um, he's he's fucking badass. Like, just like, just from a power explosive standpoint. Like, for example, like, say if like you're walking on ice or something, you're going to slip or something, or you fall. Like, just having that strength and power to like brace your fall or like brace your impact or like it's just less room for injuries. So like, I'll give you another example. So like, I kind of do the same thing my clients do, but to a certain extent, like when I was doing ball slams a lot, I fell down my whole flight of steps, like in the wintertime, icy, and got right up without any issues. Now that's obviously not due to strictly ball slamming, but like having that like power and strength probably allowed me to less room for injury. I think it gives more body awareness? Yeah, exactly. So more body awareness, um, and like who doesn't want to be stronger? Right. Like. So the seventy-year-old guy, for example, like when he came to me, he was like throwing the ball and it was barely like 
like maybe five feet away, like barely getting the ball to me. Now he's like putting a hole through my chest. Oh shit! So like, it's an easy Wait, uh, way. Can you just say his age one more time? Because I want every, I want everybody to fucking hear. Seventy. This. Seventy years old. Yeah, Let's 70. fucking go, dude. But like, now he's starting a hole through my chest. So like, it's an easy way to see if you're getting stronger, if you're getting more powerful, more explosive. Like, just by like the velocity of the yes. ball, like how quickly it's moving, right? Yeah. So like, obviously in those instances we're trying to be like as explosive and fast and quick as possible so like it's such an easy way to determine like if you're getting stronger if you're getting more powerful and like who doesn't want to get stronger right 99 percent of people need to get stronger so want to carry their babies or carry their grandkids or get just groceries. practical everyday things right yeah so yeah, so i mean I, I like that you hit on that part because it really does whether i think from the outside uh looking in into like the fitness health and fitness space it looks like it's all all vain shallow uh, aesthetics things but yeah. it really is more functional and have you have you noticed a lot of like your maybe older clients it really has carried over to other aspects of life oh absolutely people tell me all the time um so even just like walking up the steps like to feel stronger just like walking up the steps or like not necessarily from like a win standpoint but like not achy knees anymore or like back pain goes away or like right on. and obviously that's not just from slamming a ball but just like stronger like all around that makes a lot of sense it takes the stress off of the the back the knees when other muscles are doing their job right yeah so you i know you you, you said it earlier when you're talking about the way you design your programs and i've even seen it here you get you get clients on the floor too you got like crawls going and stuff like that what are the benefits to doing stuff like that because you don't really see it much in commercial gyms anything people yeah. on the ground working you don't see out it at all right um just for like stability mobility of like your core so like at least and honestly like if you ever crawled like it works your whole fucking body Hell yeah, like bro. your arms like a lot of people tell me like quads are on fire um so, and it also gets like your whole body moving like in a unit so like to crawl correctly, obviously, opposite arm, opposite leg, as you crawl, it's not just like crawling. So like, there's a like, systematic way to do it, to keep core stability, strength, power. Um, and it's just good for you, man. There's a, there's a book, I forget what it's called, um, but it kinda, it's like, so for example, like babies, how flexible, or like toddlers and shit, how yeah. like flexible they are, how mobile they are. As we get older, it's, we're not, we don't become unmobile. Is that a word, unmobile? I think it would be immobile. Oh, I guess it stopped. Well, we but, got half the video. Yeah, we got half, but uh, immobile. So, immobile. Like, we don't get that way because we don't stretch and shit. We get that way because like, our brain like makes us that way. And the, like, that like neuromuscular. Yeah, it like prohibits you from doing things. So like, a lot of the time you can get into positions, it's just your brain stopping you. So like if you continue that pattern of like crawling, rocking, um, like rolling, things that, that you did as like a, and I forget, what, I gotta figure out what the book is called, but um, it kind of like is the whole concept of like doing things as you did as like a child and a baby to keep your body like more fluid and more mobile. So that's kind of why we do it. Now, I, I, I definitely, I can see what, exactly what you're saying there. I mean, I have a, a one-year-old nephew and just like watching him hit hit a fucking squat with no problem. Just like, yeah. motherfucker, I'm coming for that shit. Yeah. Like, you're not going to outshine me. And like a lot of times, like they're like crawling and they're just learning their body. So, yeah. Like, crawling, like like we just mentioned, crawling, rocking, rolling, like laying on the floor, like rolling to different sides. And like, there's just a lot of like 
good research on that shit. It makes sense. It definitely does. You know, getting back to like the fundamentals of human movement, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Okay. So like, yeah. how, how do you, I, I'll just say I'm like one of your clients, 30, 40 years old, and I come in and like, I have this limitation, like I can't crawl on the ground. I can't do this. Like, how do you coach somebody to have the confidence to be able to do something like that? To crawl? Yeah. To just get them a foot. Maybe they feel insecure about it. They're like, I can't do that. You know, they're just saying like, I can't do this. Right. I guess it could be with anything. Like, how do, how do you get someone to see that they're not the only thing stopping them is what they're saying to themselves uh just like from a regression progression standpoint so like every movement that i do has an immediate like back off or an immediate like progression so like for example for a crawl if somebody doesn't want to crawl like essentially so the first thing would be just to crawl hold so just to hold the position kind of like so a lot of people like like to plank crawl hold is essentially like tie in off of a plank like you're just holding the position then it's like can you lift one limb off the floor without like falling all over the place then it's like can you lift opposites up at the same time mm. cool then you kind of just like work your way in. so it's like crawl hold and then single limb move and then an x lift which is like opposite arm opposite leg moving okay. without like your hips going all like whack so maintaining that core stability yeah, exactly and then it's crawling so crawling is like the last progression there's like four regressions before you even get to that. So just showing people like, I guess the base, the first level of the regression of a movement, 99% of the time, like they're able to do it. Right. So then it's like, all right, and you just you just build the progressions from there essentially. Okay, so you, you do you start that way with just about every movement, every kind of movement pattern? It depends so on the person. Squat. Okay. So like a lot, of, sometimes like I'll get people that have trained with somebody previously but I still do my assessment because obviously everybody has different eyes different like ways to do things um, but if somebody comes in and like their whole asset like I've had it a couple of times their whole assessment checks out then it's like all right now we can start at, like a pretty good base label label base level progression and then it's kind of just like all right cool we'll see how that looks and then we'll kind of like so some people obviously are starting a little bit farther in the, like the progression regression model than most people but it, it just depends, really, on the person. Okay, so what? Walk me through like a let's just say like a hip pinch. Where do you start with people on that? Just the basic move. Like, can you get into a pinch position? No weights, nothing like that. You just kind of no. take them through. Like, here, you want to do this with your hips and stuff. Uh, yeah. So the usual way that I explain it is like, so from a hinge stand, we kind of do like a prisoner hinge. So hands go behind your head. Okay. Um, yeah, you get your reinforce upper. the neutral spine without. Uh, not necessarily from that standpoint. It's just to kind of keep your upper back tight because, you know, like a lot, when a lot of people like bend over to pick shit up, their back rounds out. Yeah, they immediately. Yeah, so the prisoner one where you put your hands behind your head and you kind of just like tighten your upper back, it kind of like reinforces that like okay. tightness, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then obviously feet like shoulder width apart, maybe inside a little bit, self-bending the knees. And then I tell people to think about like if I had a band around their hips and I'm pulling just their hips back. Right, okay. So like a lot of external cueing, um, and then they either get into it or they don't. And if they're like just there, then I'll kind of like take my finger and put it like on their hip bone and kind of like push them back into position. Okay, but so for like, first external cueing, then you might kind of like get a little bit more uh, hands on. I'm very- Not handy. in a band. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, the same way, I get I'm that. very handsy with people. I'm like, I tell them like straight <laughs> It sounds up. so wrong saying yeah, that way, but I'm no, with it. I'm totally- I tell people straight up, I'm like, yo, like if- I'm touching you, bro. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I'm gonna have to put you in this position. Um, or if people can't do that, then I do like a knee hinge. So like you get on your knees and then- Eliminate one joint, that makes sense. 
Yeah, so you get on your knees and you tell people to put their butt back to their heels. Like okay. sit into your heels and like I got that from Todd Bumgarner. People Todd Bumgarner. Yeah, people wanna he has a book too, sex uh Um what the fuck's his book called? I have it. Um Oh, it's called Let the First Rep Suck by Todd Bumgarner. I I like that like it just like as like a mentality too. Yeah. Like so like give that book too. So it basically says let, like let the first rep suck. Yeah, okay. so the whole concept is like let people move. Like let them do their thing. Let and them then, mess up. Right. To a certain extent. And then like after the set is done, then you go in and like correct everything. So like if somebody can't get into that hip hinge like automatically, I'm gonna let them try to figure it out. And if they can't, then like I'm like, all right, cool, let's take a break. Then I go in and like say the cues and whatnot and then we'll try it again and then like a lot of times it kind of works okay so like if somebody's doing like a squat wrong I'm just like gonna let them rock for the first set and I'm like well how did that feel and then they're like oh well it felt good you know like well sometimes they'll say like oh my knees or my hips don't feel good or like whatever the case is and it's like alright well try this boom kind of fixed it like after the cueing but you kind of like the whole concept is just like letting people do their own shit Letting people like figure themselves out essentially. Okay. And then like fixing them afterwards. Okay, so feeling it out first yeah. before worrying about anything else. Yeah. Do you find like do people get discouraged by that? Do they like it? Does it seem to work better for most people? It depends. Or it depends? Yeah. It what depends are the in the, the majority? What does it seem like works the best? Um, I mean, a lot of people dig it. I mean, because you got to think like you want to empower somebody, not like yeah, bring them down. So like if you and this is I don't know if. I should say this if this is the right way to say it, but like if you go to like commercial gyms and maybe even like other gyms too, if you see trainers like training people, they're gonna stop, 99% of the time, they're gonna stop people like mid set and like, oh, let's try to fix this and do this and do this. But like, you're not, at that point, you're not really empowering somebody to like figure it out. Like a lot of people wanna figure shit out on their own. Like they're hiring you to do a job, obviously, and to like help them, but at the same time, like, they want to feel empowered and like right. know that they can do things. So but, finding that middle ground. Between yeah. And it just depends on the person. Like, you'll know, like, some people, like, you could tell by, like, body language and, like, I feel like I'm very good at reading body language and, like, eyes and the way people are, like, holding themselves. So, like, if I see somebody, like, like, for example, I had a lady the other day that's, like, trying to do, like, a, a hinge pattern. And, like, in her assessment, dope. Check down everything. But, like, it didn't look so good when we were doing it. She was like, ah, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, all right, well, take a breath. Let's, like, take a step back. Let's try it. Like, no weight. Try to just get into position. And she still, like, didn't feel 100% with it. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's just go to a hip bridge. So it's kind of just like you don't always have to do the movement that you have. Like, you can kind of – if you know your regressions and progressions to things and, like, different ways to, like, load a hip hinge pattern – you can maneuver around the client yeah. a bit. Yeah. So her her assessment, her hip hinge looked good with without any kind of like weight yeah, in her hands. Yeah. But like when you put the weight in her hands, it was like she was a bit iffy or it just yes. Yeah, and some people just don't feel comfortable with some movements. Like so, for example, like a rope RDL. Like some people don't feel comfortable with that for some reason. So it's like, all right, on, let's on just, a cable machine. Yeah, that's interesting. Like you a would think. Okay, you would think they would feel a little more comfortable. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like cables. Maybe this is just my own personal perspective, but they just feel safer when I use them. But I guess yeah. everybody's different, right? So yeah. it makes sense. That's just interesting. And then you kind of just, so like I took that 
instead of a RDL, we just did like a hip bridge, like off the floor with like an additional load. So just like a dumbbell on our like waist. Okay. So like, it just depends on the person. And like, if they're not like, I don't ever make people do shit that like another example, I had a girl like dumbbell bench pressing the other day and like, she just went up and wait and she did maybe like three or four reps and she's like, this just doesn't feel good. I was like, all right, cool. Set it down. We'll go drop the weight a little bit. And then she did her set. So like, you gotta be able to like, not go off the like the rip a little bit, but like just know your people. Be willing to adjust in, yeah. the, in this You don't have to like, if you have something set in stone, you don't have to like follow it. You can kind of like, if you're seeing things and you're like, like I've been doing this shit for 10 years. So like, you know, certain people and I've had people for five six seven years so like you know your right people. you know their body you know how they work yeah. you know their mindset but then you got to think of this too like people know their body most of the time better than you do it makes sense right like somebody will tell you if like something doesn't feel good makes sense and you kind of just figure it out right on yeah man yeah so it's definitely a good point I mean I Maybe, again, maybe it's just my own personal perspective. I feel like sometimes it takes a little bit, but for the most part, you're right. Most people do know their bodies pretty well. Even if it takes like a couple of weeks of training just to kind of like readjust to it, mm-hmm. especially if they're like sedentary and stuff, right? So if you had to pick five exercises that everyone should do, now obviously there's the variation mm-hmm. will depend. Exercises or movements? Movements, let's just say movements. Okay. That's a great great question. Mm-hmm. Movements, what, what five movements should everybody work on? Push, pull, uh, core, carry, and like a lunge. Okay. Actually, lunge over like a squat or, or a hip hinge? Oh, wait, I lied. So it's actually squat, hinge, push, pull. There's a lot. So squat, hinge, push, pull, carry, core. Carry, core. Now, core could be anything. You're talking about flexion, like roll, uh, bending the spine, like <clears throat> yeah, stability? Either or. Either or. Um, just like getting your core involved. So like like you just said, like anti-rotation, anti-flexion. Oh, so working all the aspects yeah, of yeah. the core, okay. Yeah, so six things. There might be a seventh one if I'm forgetting. Can you, can you mind just rattle them off one more time? Yeah, so push, pull, squat, hinge, carry, core. Okay. And then like a, like a lunge or like a split squat. So uh, you know, like single leg, you know, yeah, you know changing. Yeah, okay. So like, I know you said that a lot of your clients uh, to kind of like pivot back a little bit, you said two to three, days a week, right? Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of full body yeah. training with them. I feel, again, maybe it's just the vibe I'm getting from people that I work with. Uh, so I don't wanna just limit it to that. But I feel like the vibe I get is that many people think you have to train five, six, seven days a week. What are the benefits of just doing two, three full body sessions? You're working everything. So this is the best example I could give. So like, say like me and you were doing like, oh, my alarms always go off. I got yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so say like, we're doing like pull-ups, for example, and you're coming in and you're Monday, right? So you max out at 10 pull-ups, right? And that's the most you can do. And you're coming five days a week, right? So you max out at 10 and you can't do any more. Like throughout the week, your back is fried. You're not doing any more. If I come in and do five pull-ups every day for just three days, I've already gotten more capacity than you. I have more volume than you. My back is going to be stronger than Plus yours. Plus, you're hitting it more times throughout the week, right? Yeah. So more frequency. Exactly. So essentially, I have more reps than you, which is going to equate to most of the time more power, more strength. I'm going to look better because I'm hitting the muscle more. Right. So like, it's just from like that standpoint. That's like the best way that I'm just doing it more. I guess more is not the best word, but 
I'm hitting more frequency of like the, the movement patterns. So it's just gonna essentially end up in like better results. And yeah, your body's gonna adapt to that a little bit more quickly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, de I'm definitely with you on that. And I just, how can we portray that? that. To, yeah, yeah, to yeah. more people. Yeah. So that it's like, you don't have to be a slave to the gym. <laughs> Or your yeah. food, which actually brings up a good point. Like when you're, because we were briefly talking about it before we started uh, recording here. If you have a you have a client comes in, they want you know you have the training plan, you go through all that with them, and they're like, let's talk nutrition. Like, what what are the guidelines you give them? How do you approach nutrition with them? Because again, I think it's just one of those things where people feel like they have to restrict and mm. deprive and yeah. Well, first you got to find out the goal. You can't hit a target that you can't see. Mm. So now, when you say you mean like very specific you mean like like no, i want to lose weight yeah so like i don't know i want to lose 20 pounds or it's still all weight loss like whatever the poundage is it's still you're trying to lose weight so right. you got to be in a caloric deficit yada yada or if you want to gain weight or whatever the case is so you figure out like what your goal is and then you kind of figure out what your calories are then if you even want to take it a step further you figure out like what your protein is and then you fill in your fats and carbs like if you like fats more, add more fats. If you like carbs more, add more carbs. So there's not one specific way. Like it doesn't have to be high carb or high fat. No, it's no, whatever no. the person. The main thing I would say is calories and then like protein intake. So like depending on your goal, probably like 0 0.8 to like 1.2 grams per body, I think it's per body weight of protein. So if I'm like 160, take 160 times 0.8 yeah. or 1.2. Or like even one. One. So just most one, of the time, make like, it easy. One. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, either like um, zero point eight to one is like ideal. Okay. Because like you don't need that much protein. Right. Yeah. I definitely feel like it's gotten overhyped in some capacity. Right. Yeah. So n no emphasis on high carb, high fat. Just what works for you. Yeah. Do you have your clients test that out? Do you recommend a starting point? Where do you, Where do you start with uh, that? From there? So I'll give you an example. So if somebody wants to lose weight, you take your goal body weight, multiply it by twelve. That's where the calories are at. So like. That's a good calorie uh, deficit yeah. there. So like if you're. I don't know, if you're 190 and your goal weight is 160, you're gonna take 160 multiplied by 12. Okay, so in the in the case of weight loss, you're taking the, the, the goal weight, not yes. necessarily the starting weight. Yeah, yeah, Okay. The goal weight multiplied by 12, and that'll get you your calories in the, in the deficit. And then you take that number, and then you say, all right, uh, I wanna have like, we'll make it easy, so one gram, what is it one gram, yeah. Per, per pound. Bo per pound of body weight, so like one, 160 times one. Boom, there's your protein. So whatever 160 times four is, that's how many calories of protein you're getting a day. 640, I like doing math real quick. So, oh, there you go. so 640, <laughs> so now you have, what's uh, what's the 160 times 12? Like 1800 probably, roughly? Yeah, that sounds somewhere. So we'll say 1800. So now you have that 600 and so gram or calories coming from protein. So the rest of it you make up with fats and carbs. So you take 1800, that 1800 we're calling here, minus 600. Then you had twelve hundred left, and you divide that among. Uh, yeah. Carbs so if, you, if you're a person that likes fats more, and you like olive oils or avocado or whatever the case, whatever fats you like, then you have more of that. If you like carbs more, then you just have more of that. Right. You're not gonna get fat eating a shitload of carbs if you're in your deficit. Right. Actually, I'm so glad you brought that up. Can you can you just explain that a little bit to people? That, that I still. It, I get so wrapped up in the fitness space that I forget that, again, people on the outside still do, some people still do think carbs are gonna make them fat. No, carbs are not bad. Carbs are your preferred energy, your body's preferred energy source. But um, <clears throat> yeah, as long as you're in a deficit, it really, like, 
essentially, to some extent, it doesn't really matter. Like, obviously, you want to eat healthy and you want to have, like, protein, fats, carbs, yada, yada. But, I mean, obviously, don't eat fucking donuts all day. Right. But if you have, like, you know, some brown rice, some sweet potatoes. Um, More of the complex carbohydrates. Yeah, and sources. you have, like, protein in every meal. You're probably pretty good. Right. And then... If you guys want a good person to follow for nutrition, Jordan Syatt. Giant, yeah. Is a He's got cool a solid dude. account. Yeah, he trained uh, Gary V. Did he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He was in like this, uh, I did this like seminar last year in Seattle and he was like one of the speakers. Oh shit. So like, he's a dope dude to like follow. Yeah, I've been following him for some time. He does yeah. put out some really good information. Yeah. And he's funny with it too. Yeah. Like, it's practical too. He's not like, cut your calories, cut carbs. He's yeah. like, Drink water. Like he talks about basic fundamental shit. That's that all it is. Basic water, shit. sleep, walk. Like yeah. you don't have to do ten hours of cardio. You just go for a walk. Right. It's yeah. great. It's it really all is. like basic, basic shit. You don't gotta like do top tier stuff. I mean, unless you're like competing shit. Right. Which. Or like a high level athlete or something. Yeah. And you know, I, I often wonder how much social media has played into the yeah, yeah. Um, per- perception of what we need to do to maintain health and and uh, longevity just be overall more functional humans right yeah man so if um what was i I literally just had the question i'm drawing a blank now anyway i'll take another hard pivot anyway so what is why is it important for people to prioritize their protein they're going to worry about any of them right you said protein over the rest of them Mm -hmm. besides the muscle building aspect have you ever noticed any other um, uh, benefits of it or do you, you want to talk about the protein building muscle uh, I mean just from like a uh, well how the fuck do you say that word satiety yeah satiety yeah so from that standpoint like protein is going to keep you full longer so like people are trying to lose weight it's going to be easier for them to be in that deficit because they're going to be full longer by eating the protein plus you're getting the benefits of more muscle equals more fat loss so like it's kind of like oh that's good you might you you might explain that a little bit more muscle uh, so the more muscle you have the more your um, like the rate at which you burn calories was that BMR right yeah basal metabolic yeah yeah Yeah, so or like your resting metabolic rate too is higher so essentially like you're turning your body into a furnace the more muscle you have the more fat you're gonna burn because you're able to burn more calories at rest so like for example like I burn like fucking 2,000 calories like at rest. Wow. Which is shitty because if I want to gain weight, I got to eat 2,500, 3,000, 4,000. So like... Because your body's adjusting over the period. Yeah. So yeah, you just want to basically turn your body into a furnace. So carry like the more lean body mass you carry, the more muscle you carry, the more your body will actually burn energy while you're just chilling here like us exactly. having a conversation right now exactly that's such a good point to hit on too man because i again think it may get lost sometimes nutrition is everybody thinks it's so fucking complex it's like simple eat your protein eat your veggies be in your caloric like Deficit. range okay um depending you're on the good yeah like so that, that that's it right there vegetables protein calorie deficit if you need it surplus yeah, if you're trying whatever. to gain weight yeah, as long as you're in like that, like within like a 500, I think it's like a 500 range, calorie range, so like 2,000 to 2,500 or 1,500, like as long as you're like in a range, then like you're straight. Word. I'm with that, man. It's I, I, I personally need to do the same thing, man. I try to break it down. Like how can we make this shit as simple as possible? And like, again, hip hinges, squats, vegetables, protein, you know what I mean? Yeah. Water, sleep. Like why do we have to complicate these people things? People, com- because, so I think people like, 
they see all these like people on Instagram and Facebook looking the way that they look and they're like oh fuck I want to look like that so I got to do everything that that person does but like your body is not that person's body right. so like some of it may work but who yeah. say all of it will work very rarely the case yeah that's the fucking truth bro yeah. well, we're getting close to 45 minutes here the shit went by the fast man hell yeah but um, is there anything else you want to talk about well I mean I just actually had one last question for you it's just like if if you if someone's on the fence about starting their health and fitness journey and getting into the gym and shit like that what's one thing maybe two things if you have them that you would say to them right now to maybe kind of give them that extra push to get themselves in the gym start a diet whatever the case may be uh Realistically, all you gotta do is walk in the door. Yeah. Like just just start. Just start. So you don't. So think about it this way. So, and this is what I say to like everybody. So you don't have to start at the top of the mountain. Start at the bottom of the mountain. No matter what what that means to you, whether it's just even coming and walking on a treadmill, like you just start building that like capacity, building the habit, building that mental frame that like, oh, this isn't as hard as it is, and then you start like walking your way up the mountain slowly you don't got to take like super like bounds and leaps like so you can work take, out five days a week you can just come in and walk on no, the yeah so essentially walk in the door and put one foot in front of the other that's really it doesn't have to be everything all at once right nah you just see like think of like immediate not immediate goals but like think of like small goals like all right by the end of the week i want to be able to do two sessions of cardio and like one workout session boom hit that so so ignore the like you can even put the weight loss thing at the on the back burner. Yeah. Like, just what can I do this week? Right. So think about it this way also. Private victories will equate to public victories. Oh, that's so, good. I like that. Private victories will equate to yeah, public so victories. Meaning, oh, I'm gonna, that's gonna be the caption for this. Yeah, so uh, meaning you have to win for yourself. So like for example, I do something that's called Tribe Five. So it's like I have to train, have a green supplement every day. I gotta send two texts of like a relationship so gratitude love appreciation to two people i have to uh do like something like an intentional practice so i play guitar or like music things but you can do whatever you want for that i read uh minimum 15 minutes and then the last thing is meditation and a, and a journal okay. so like if i hit all those my private victories are done so then that's going to allow me to have public victories which is getting more clients uh, attracting, I don't know, more business, getting the girl I want, because I'm just building confidence in myself. Right, that I'm building yourself up first. Yeah, yeah. So you're basically winning yourself. You're winning to yourself, which is going to put you in a better mindset to have like those bigger victories like later. So short-term gains for long-term term success, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I guess you could put it that way. But uh, obviously, you want to. You can't really hit a target that you can't see. So you have to have like visions like i have it on my fucking board right so like, you see it every day too yeah that's huge man yeah. well uh where can everybody find you they want to connect with you more maybe ask some questions work with you stuff like that your instagram website a anything uh, you want to plug I, I need a website uh instagram is just roger williams jander underscore ehf which is enhanced health and fitness obviously facebook is just my name roger williams user just don't forget the d in my name <laughs> yeah um, but that's really about it, man. I'll yeah. definitely uh, link all that shit in the show yeah, notes. And for sure. uh, thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate you. Absolutely. All appreciate right. you.